1: You can also email the show. The address is sporgi at christophermedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgi, you can click on the PayPal button at christophermedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at christophermedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgi. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at christophermedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. Thebrobasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke Gift Set, or the Junior Executive Gift Basket. Boozeless but still cool, bro baskets are also available. Thebrobasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over please state and local laws apply beer wine and liquor are not available for shipping in all states you can help to support christopher media by clicking through the brobasket.com banner at christophermedia.net men used to be hard to shop for the brobasket.com
2: the thing about uh datsu it's not even necessarily a red wings thing it's just interesting because i was reading about that and because of the way the The salary cap is structured. Teams will take his dead contract just so they can meet the salary basement instead of the ceiling. And I'm like, that's fucked up. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you have to spend... There's a cap to what you can spend, but there's a bottom to what you have to spend. And some teams can't even hardly afford to spend that. And they they can't actually get, like, long-term contracts. They can't afford to pay people, so they'll take on a contract with one or two years in it. So the Red Wings will have to eat, like, a percentage of what's owed... And then the other team will take it on so and add money towards what they're spending for that year.
1: So Russian hockey players are so cheap that a lot of the times they won't spend their minimum. And they're, they're, is that what you're saying? So that's why they're willing to take on extra money?
2: No, this is the NHL.
1: Oh the NHL. Yeah. So it's like it's like it's like uh, federal funding from the government. If you don't spend it all, you won't get it again next year.
2: Yeah, if you don't spend the minimum, you have to spend the minimum. It's around like sixty, sixty-five million is the cap, and I think the basement is around like thirty-five.
1: So, is it saying that the talent in the NHL is underpaid? Is that what you are saying?
2: I am just saying that's how fucked up the cap system is. That this is what you have. You have teams that are doing so poorly that they'll they'll take on a player's contract just to basically fill what they have to spend without ever seeing that player ever dress for them. Damn. It, Instead of league contraction, by the way, they have expansion going on through all this, which makes no sense, and not expansion to to areas that would support a hockey team. It's to Vegas, you know, or uh, yet another one in Florida, or some shit like that. So yeah, this is this is why I am like eh, that shit can work in football, and that shit can I, I guess work in basketball. But hockey's its own sport. You know, <laughs> like you can't you can't stick these teams who are in tiny markets who don't do well with th- the same standards you stick teams in New York and LA and Chicago and Detroit. It's just not going to work.
1: Hey man, I, all I got to say is your view you hit a nerve with our last show cuz there was a lot of uh, NHL related love and retweets. Uh with our last episode. So apparently you must uh you must be not alone in your way of thinking with the NHL.
2: <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it was the Crosby shit or just the all around just just like stop fucking with my sport. <laughs>
1: you know, I checked it wasn't you know, it wasn't anyone based out of San Jose or anybody like that.
2: Yeah, well, I didn't think so. Probably Pittsburgh shitting on us too, but fuck it. It's Pittsburgh. Who gives a fuck? When your nickname is the pit. All right. I mean come on. Dude. <laughs> The D D isn't much better, but at least if we give you the D, you're the one getting fucked in the pit. Let's
1: say the pit was already taken, so it couldn't be for Detroit.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I just, once again, the insanity of the collective bargaining agreement that, that the NHL... PA has been forced to to basically you know agree to i mean bettman's done done a better job of breaking the nhl uh players association and the, and the players union than uh than good old ronnie did in the 80s of of the uh pilots and 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 shit like that i mean it's just crazy so
1: did we have it you and gary bettman in the cage in the octagon i'm a fat
2: 40 year old guy with a heart condition i'd take his ass that's all i'm saying fuck him i he's old enough i'm com- comfortable I, I might die but I'll be on top of his ass. So. Well, he's got to be in his
1: <laughs> 60s, right? Because he's been the commissioner of the NHL since the 90s. Am I wrong?
2: Yeah, So unfortunately.
1: Even if, there's no sports commissioner in his 30s, so easily, easily, if he's young, he's 40. So he's got to be 60 by now.
2: Yeah, I think uh, Goodell was probably the youngest I've ever heard of, and he was probably, what, in his early 40s. Yeah. Batman's going to be uh, 64. Uh, one year to retirement, buddy. No, no, that's not how it works with that shit. You know that. Come on now. <laughs> All right, so technically, I guess we've started the show, so you're going to have to edit that shit in there somehow.
0: <laughs> well, the shit, then I guess let's start the damn show. Christopher right. Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. Now, here are your
1: hosts, Chris and Ridge. We're back. Two in a row. Uh, will we get three? Stay tuned next week to find out. I'm Chris. I'm rich. Number seven. Lucky seven. Who's who's number seven? Terrible Ted Lindsay. Oh, well, there you go. Part of the production line. More hockey-related talk.
2: Yeah. Uh, I used to work a job where we had to label. We were making food, and we had to label every order with a number. And so I'd play a game with another coworker, and, you know, see who could remember the most numbers that were sports-related. And he would always say I was making shit up. And I'm like, just because, look, man, sorry, bro. Hate to say it, but I'm like, just because you black and you don't know hockey doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. You know,
1: <laughs> you could you could name. Would you put them on their tickets to see if they know? <laughs> oh Would you no, write no. line See if the servers We're... could pick up on it.
2: No, no, wouldn't wouldn't go that far. You, you could you could say anybody from like you, some scrub that rides the bench for that the NBA, and I wouldn't know. So
1: speaking of numbers, I heard that hockey. Is, I don't know if this was someone saying what they think should happen, but I heard that uh, the NHL is considering retiring the number nine in general, like mm-hmm. across all the
2: teams. Like no one gets yeah. to wear number nine anymore. Yeah, they did it with Gretzky's 99. And, of course, they've done it with uh, Jackie Robinson in uh, baseball. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a nice gesture, but you had more than just Gordie Howe, who wore nine, who was a huge impact player. You had Maurice Richard. I mean, if you want to go was he recent... Was, was he the greatest number nine? You can make that argument. It's it's between Howe and, and Richard in my book. But, you know, if you want to come a little bit more modern, I mean, he I don't think he's anywhere on the same level as Howe and Richard, but, I mean, you had Mike Medano. He was number nine. I know there's others I'm just not thinking of off the top of my head. <laughs> this wasn't in the show prep, damn it. Don't be throwing me curveballs. <laughs> <laughs> number nine? Yeah, I know, right? Um. I mean, Detroit's already retired it, Montreal's retired it, that's who Richard played for. As far as I'm concerned, eh, well, I mean, you had Bobby Hall. He was number nine in Chicago, but that's already retired. I think all the original six have it retired. I think all the original six had, at least up until the expansion, maybe a little bit after also, they, they all had, at least in the history to that point of their teams, a top five player who'd ever suited up for them was a number nine. So, I don't know. I mean... Once again, it's it's a nice gesture, but you really want to do something I think is, is more classy for for Gordy Howe. It's not going to happen. Uh, name the new Red Wings arena, Gordy Howe Arena, or the Gordy Howe Ring at Little Caesars Arena, or some shit like that. But that's. I just think I could see happen. the Gordy
1: Howe Ring happening, but you know, I saw people on Facebook doing that, and I just made the. I know, granted, I'm a henchman for the company, but uh, two, I just made the point, like, it ain't called Harwell Field. It's not called Anderson Park. There's no way in hell they're going to call it Gordie Howe Arena.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Days of, of arenas and ballparks being named after players or, or even the team, unless it's sponsored by or you know brought to you by or whatever the fuck. I think those are long gone. We've we've let the we let the Unless you're Yankee of-
1: Stadium, then whatever everyone thinks you're special for some fucking reason.
2: Yeah, but if you're Yankee, if you're if you're uh, playing for the Yankees now in the house that Steinbrenner built, you know they can they, they serve sushi and charge fucking thirty eight hundred to five thousand dollars to sit somewhere behind home plate.
1: But it's like you know when Fenway closes, it ain't going to be called New Fenway. There's going to be something else. Oh, dude, for I- some reason the Yankees are special and they get to keep the name fuck is that
2: shit when fenway and wrigley close there's going to be a massive sea of butt hurt and crying from from chicago and boston like we've never seen and one team went almost did they no they went almost 100 years without a championship and the other team has gone over 100 years without a championship and the levels of butt hurt and crying at the at the names of the new parks are it's going to be worse than when they get fucked out of the championship That's, that's all i'm saying
1: Can you think of how much of a dump the internet would have taken had it been uh, as prevalent when uh, Tiger Stadium closed down and they decided to make America Park? I remember sports radio being some pretty special territory for a second there.
2: Oh, yeah. And, I mean, just to be honest with you, I had just come back from uh, New York at that point, and I wasn't really following... Baseball at that it, it, that much, but it still was like in the in the air to where it was like everybody had an opinion, even people who didn't even watch the sport had an opinion about that. And I was like, man, what the... dude, this the world we live in. Come on now, you know you know what it is. Don't cry about it's not fair. The world life ain't fair. The world ain't fair.
1: It's weird. I thought the more you got older, uh the more you were supposed to have the the, 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 the way way grew up. That's way won't be. You know, it's it's is you. You clung on to that attitude more, and I'm finding that as I'm getting older, like that whole we should do this because it's the way we've always done argument to me seems fucking stupid. It it, it seems like it's an excuse to stagnate, not advance and move forward.
2: Yeah, well, it's also just people hate change, and sports especially. I mean, look at how they have the technology to take the human element out of baseball as as, as far as balls and strikes. They won't do it. And, I mean, it's the only sport where something so important is left to human judgment on an individual basis i mean you you watch any baseball game uh, on sunday night baseball your local baseball team whatever and they'll say probably in the span of a game at least once every game well this umpire strike zone is tighter or yeah i was, I was, I was like what the fuck is that aren't they all supposed to have the same one Growing up, I was always told the strike zone was above your knee to below the letters. So the only way the strike zone got bigger or smaller is if you were taller. But in theory, it's still covering the same amount of area on the body. Apparently, strike zone is now somewhere between your belt and your knee. So Really? I, watching That is how a they small call- little window... Exactly. And so watching how they call it, I'm just like, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like, it's so embarrassing to watch, like the Fox broadcast or you know ESPN, and they show the uh, little box with the with the strike zone, and the ball is just way the fuck out of the strike zone. Yeah, and he calls like, it a strike. Yeah, and the announcers are like, um, uh, called strike. You know, it's like, what what can you say? Because if you're, I mean, if you watch baseball, you know, a couple things you don't do with umpires. You don't call them cocksuckers. You don't make contact with them, and you don't argue balls and strikes. Yeah. You just don't do that. So, yeah. It, it's it's kind of funny. I find it amusing. And, I, had, you know, I, I, the ex-wife, when I was trying to get her into baseball, she was like, I don't understand it. I'm like, honey, it's just one of those things. Don't try to understand it. Do you think Jim Leland
1: was the last of the old school managers? Man Feller, like, the guys would kick dirt on the
2: shoes and get up in the guy's face. I think he's the last one where, when he got to that point, it was genuine. It wasn't. It wasn't something. It wasn't a tactic he was using. It was because he was super pissed. I clearly remember in like 2007, his second year managing. This umpire was just fucking blowing calls left and right at you know about balls and strikes. And all, like all you could hear was, I mean on camera, but I mean it was still far away. All you could hear is, is that the fucking strike zone up? And then you heard the ump turn and go, I know the fucking strike zone, Jimmy, shut up and I mean like they're yelling at each other and I'm going, Holy shit Then of course she came out and he got thrown out. I, I don't think I don't think managers are like that anymore for the most part. I mean every once in a while you're gonna run into one that's gonna be a hothead, but I think he was the last one when he flipped the fuck out. It was genuine and, like I said, not not by design. Like, I'm going to get my guys fired up. He didn't go over to Gene Lamont and go, okay, if, if this is the way I want you because I'm about to get thrown out, so I want you to, <laughs> to coach this way. Bring so-and-so in if we're ahead. Bring so-and-so in if we're down. I don't think it was like that. I do think it's like that. I watching Osmus when he flipped out and he threw his fucking little windbreaker on home plate i was like that's just embarrassing brad just 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 get off the field like seriously
1: back in the day who do we we had we had uh billy martin billy Billy? martin
2: um earl weaver earl weaver was good earl weaver was good to go off on people
1: you got leland cussing out barry bonds That's too much wind.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: that That's great, though. That's great. <laughs> I remember seeing that when I was, uh, even before, long before he was a manager for the Tigers online, I saw a clip of it. Remember on? Remember that sh- the best damn sports show, period? Remember that show on Fox? Yeah. Every once in a while, they'd have like the 50 greatest meltdowns or whatever, and this was before Leland came back to, to manage, and that was always in there, and I was just dying. I'm like, who the fuck would talk to Barry Bonds like that nowadays? Nobody. Nobody.
1: Yeah, there'd be, excuse me, Mr. Bonds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it kind of reminds me of watching the 30 for 30 about uh the 85 Bears. Whatever your opinion of Dicka is, you know, to me it's like, okay, he's a larger in life coach who won one championship with a defense that's a once in a lifetime defense. So see that great? Yeah. But whatever. But yeah, like it's just him going the fuck off on players and stuff. I'm thinking like, I don't know if that shit would fly these these days. Like in public. Because there's this, you have to respect, don't disrespect me. Put respect on my name, dog. There's this mentality these days.
1: Keep your ne- keep my name out your
2: mouth. Yeah, and it's like, I don't think you could do that in public anymore. I mean, I, I probably think guys like Belichick do. I think he probably, like M- Mike Tomlin, I could see him doing it, taking guys in the office and dressing them down. But to do it in public? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if you watch, but when uh, HBO, I don't know if they're still doing it, but... Every year during the Winter Classic, they follow the two teams up to the Winter Classic. And one of the years, it was the Red Wings. And what's his, uh, Babcock. The the Wings just stunk it up for the first two periods. Babcock, between the second and third period, like, goes into the dressing room, slams the door, slams the door so hard, it pops back open. So the cameramen know they're not allowed in there, but they're just kind of, like, bending the rules by filming through the crack from where the door didn't shut.
1: This door's open.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. And all of a sudden, <laughs> your bad cop, like, motherfucker, what did I tell you? you don't blah, 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 blah. And then the cameraman's just backing up real quick. He's like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Whoops, so, sorry. This is where I parked my car. Yeah, shit like that is definitely behind closed doors, out of the way of cameras these days. I and mean, that's 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 kind of like, you know, the when they speak of the sanctity of the, the dressing room, you know, what's, what happens there stays there. I think that's the mentality these days i don't think it's you don't take call someone on the carpet in front of everybody especially in the press i mean shit you t- you, you say to a player or you say to the press that one of your players wasn't playing up to his potential during a game especially in like football or something the whole week that's the talk of you know oh my god this player got called out and this and that and should the coach have done it shouldn't he have done it then it- the answer is always yes No matter what, if it's the NFL, you get Herm Edwards going off, which is, I just love Herm Edwards going off. It just, no matter how bad of a day I am, I can just put any Herm Edwards rant on, and I'm I'm happy.
0: My office is at 250 North Washington. Anytime you want to meet me there, you call me back on the air. You tell me what time and when, and I will whip your ass.
1: That ain't happening no more.
2: No. All right, big boy, then he's calling Big Boy or... It's easy to hide behind
0: a microphone, son. Let's get your face out in public and let's live where people have to see you every day. And we'll see who the gutless wonder is. Ah, oh, Mike.
1: I miss guys like that. I really do. Fucking, that's why, like, people always ask me why I like Rex Ryan so
2: much. Because fucking, because of that, he's that, type, he's that type of coach. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the, the hard knocks with the Jets when he was coaching. He was the highlight of that year. He was great, because he, he just doesn't give a fuck. Rex, when they would, don't give no shits. No. You know, because they air it, if it's after 10 o'clock, they'll air the uncut one. If it's before 10 o'clock at night, they air the cut one. And any time he was on, it was just, I'm going to say easily, a quarter of what was being said had to be bleeped before 10 o'clock. And this is him talking just to, to the team, his friends, other coaches, the press. It didn't matter. To fans. He's just it, who he is. And I was like, like that guy. Yeah. Don't, know don't know if I'd want him as a coach because he—I mean—he really hasn't want anything. But <laughs> I mean, I, I still—I like the guy. You know, remember like Rod Marinelli,
1: the robot. Fucking the guy never showed any emotion. You always yeah. got—I mean—I know he's—he was—he's a, a defensive coordinator at heart, and you need, a, you need a certain personality for that. But no emotion, nothing at all ever. You don't want that guy being your coach?
2: Do you or don't you? Well, well, obviously for us, we we didn't, but. <laughs> well we got some big strong men and and we got good pad level today in practice pad, what the fuck what my are axe you talking is sh- about <laughs> pad level my, my axe is sharp <laughs> what was that one i dude i can't i can't remember it was just a bunch of dumb shit <laughs> seriously it was just the dumbest shit ever and i'm just like this is supposed to motivate guys no wonder they look at the like the coach and they're like yeah, okay yeah this is elevating us above our losing culture here yeah Oh, uh, all right. Well, we have to. We have to get into it. Oh, well, we do, don't we, dude? It's just we can't act like it didn't happen.
1: I know, right? It's like herpes. No matter how much you ignore it, it ain't going away. <laughs> oh, maybe. hey, only three more, and then you're better than Jordan. Oh yeah. Or no, you're right. as good as Jordan with three more. You need
2: four more. If you
1: want to be greater than
2: Jordan. Yep. Uh good old uh King James. Yeah. Finally finally led uh the Cavs to the promised land. They were down three one. dude.
1: Because that's another big thing. They're the first team ever to do they're the they're the they're the what? They're the two thousand who was it, the Yankees or the Red Sox that did it?
2: Two thousand four Red Sox against the Yankees down oh three. Yeah. Or three three oh. And came back and won four straight, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I that, I still have to say that's the the greatest choke job I've no. ever seen. Just because they had to win four straight.
1: Has it happened in hockey yet? Coming I down from three one or oh three? No, no. I remember the Wings were down three one to Vancouver one year and came back.
2: They were down two one. No, three one. You're right. Yeah. Um There was I think there was a Montreal team that came back and won down. Like back back in the day. It was either Montreal or or Toronto. I can't remember off the top of my head. Every Mm -hmm. once in a while when a when a team's down three in a series, you'll see someone in the crowd hold up the sign like Remember so and so back in nineteen sixty, whatever. It can be done. It's like, Yeah, yeah, well I've also nailed a solid nine. That doesn't mean it's ever gonna happen again. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So Sun shines on a dog's ass every once in a while. What do you, you know, shit.
1: Now, this is the first time in the finals, right? Because didn't LeBron, didn't they come down from 3 uh, 1 with one of the Miami championships, but it was in the round before?
2: Yeah, this first time in the finals. I mean, it is historic. And it is historic because it's against a team. It's
1: against the 72 Dolphins. I know. Dude. I know. I mean, right now, no, people. N- now you get Golden State and the Patriots in the same
2: conversation. I was going to say I was gonna, right now there's so many patriots fans looking at, at the Golden State Warriors going we feel your pain. Feel you feel you, brother. <laughs> 18 and 1. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know man. I remember when we, when we talked about this, you and I both agreed it's pretty much Golden State's to win or lose. And I'm pretty sure if we had some different fans like this was a call-in show that you know, we would get different opinions saying don't disrespect LeBron because you know, and, and the Cavs because they won it. But it's like
1: it's tainted to me, man. That Game Five, it's tainted to me. It's probably like all the LA people were in '89 when oh well Magic pulled his hamstring and you didn't have Magic for that series. Yeah, well, so what? We won.
2: Well, What about the yeah? What about the what about '88 Finals on that fucking that call on Worthy that was a, or on that no call on Worthy or whatever it was? I can't remember. Off yeah, robbed the Pistons of the 3 threepeat technically. Yeah, no, and and I've I've heard that there's some uh, <sighs> there's there's one of them, what is it Curry's wife, girlfriend, whatever. Mm-hmm. She's piping up about she thinks it's a conspiracy theory and. Did you read that article though? Uh, I've well, I've read a couple articles. I didn't read the specific one you linked. Oh, to.
1: because this this article makes several examples. Because it's not just her. It it was the article was like, yeah, it's a bunch of people who didn't win bitching, but. The, the overall point of the article was like, hey, uh, where they smoke, there's fire. Uh, here, let me give you some of the examples they made. Uh, yeah, of course, they went with Aisha Curry popping off. What did she say on the Twitter? Uh, she watched her husband pick up his sixth foul with 422 remaining, watches him get ejected for the first time ever after exasperatingly and accidentally whipping his mouth guard at a fan. And she tweets, I've lost all respect. Sorry, this is absolutely rigged for money dot, 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 or ratings, dot, 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 question mark. Uh, She's not alone. We brought it up. We brought it up last show. I was like, hey, man, you think that's the NBA trying to uh, keep this going? But they said Ray Allen during the 2001 Easter Conference Finals, uh, when the Bucs lost to the Sixers, he said the bottom line is about making money. The league knows Philadelphia is going to make more money with L.A. than we would with L.A. That's right.
2: Milwaukee, L.A. isn't sexy. I kind of had a, a, a debate with someone about, what do you think's the most dirty of the big four out of the sports leagues? And I'm like, I'd say NFL, first of all, because I think the NFL is just, come on, tax-exempt status and everything, come on. Yeah, they, like, were, they were like a church till two years ago. Yeah, they were like the Scientology of the big four. You know, they were getting away with murder. But, I mean, I don't know necessarily that they were fixing things and stuff like that as much as the NBA, It, it yeah, this has been a, this has been a recurring theme over the years. I mean, going back to the Patrick Ewing draft. They're throwing I mean, out
1: names like Mark Cuban, Bill Simmons, uh, talking about
2: Tim. You remember Tim Donaghy and all that? Mm-hmm. As far as as far as, as far as cooking the cooking the game to get an outcome they, they want, I'd definitely say the NBA is uh, most suspect.
1: Yeah. Tim Donaghy says he believes that the league office wanted to keep the Cleveland Cavaliers alive.
2: Well, remember, m- remember, remember what I said, dude. Right after that 30-for-30 30 30 about Cleveland come out called Believeland, I was like, look, look at what's happening. Everything's lining up. All the planets are getting aligned here for, like, a big, oh, my God, they did it, finally. I mean, the same thing happened in 2004 with the Red Sox. Before the 2004 baseball season, HBO come out with that, you know, Curse of the Bambino, and they went into 2004. You also had Stephen King and Stuart Nan writing, you know, they were following the team that year. They wrote a book about it. You had that Jimmy Fallon movie that was being uh, made about that season and the, and the Red Sox. Fever I mean, pitch. Yeah, I mean, you had a lot of shit going on.
1: Dude, I totally think the end of the 2002 Super Bowl was fucking rigged because it was the last-second field goal that gave the Patriots the win. I totally think that was a job because it was the year after nine eleven. 11
2: Yeah. I, no, I remember it. I remember it well.
1: I was like, oh, isn't this fucking convenient you know i was like oh how cute the patriots won in the year of, you know after the disaster on a last second field goal on a bullshit call
2: <laughs> well i mean if you really want to look at it, patriots ended up in the fucking super bowl on a bullshit call yeah so i mean you go out to fucking go talk to a raiders fan they're more pissed about that probably than they are about two thousand three, and tampa went in over them in the super bowl I mean, like it, I- just,
1: it just makes me wonder how entangled these leagues... I mean, we're punching foil hex kids, all right? But it just makes me wonder how entangled these leagues in the government are because the government has to look at these things like, Jesus Christ, these are huge economic forces in our country. It's, I don't know where I'm going with that, but it just makes you wonder how deep things like this go, I guess is what I'm saying.
2: Well, ultimately, you have to look at it the way... Look at it like this. It's sports, and to a lot of people... It's more than just entertainment. At the end of the day, for lack of a better way to put it, <laughs> entertainment is huge, dude. And yeah. it just it, it it's it keeps it's us a distracted. Li- it's a license to print money, exactly. It keeps money coming in through through tax revenue, it keeps us distracted from a lot of shit going on in the world. That's a different podcast, but whatever. It really for for people like for people who live in places like Buffalo. You ever been to Buffalo? When I was little. Okay. Buffalo fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> I mean, it, seriously, it's, it's like Detroit Jr. on the other side of Canada, of uh, the oh, QEW. Oh. I mean, it's just horrible. And I remember when I lived out there, because I wasn't that far from Buffalo. Come on, buddy. Talking to, you know, people who had moved away because it was so economically depressed. They moved to a less economically depressed part of Detroit, not a better part of Detroit, of New York, not a better part of New York State, just less bad. And they were like, you know, if we'd have won just one of those Super Bowls. If we don't maybe just won you know a Stanley Cup something it'd have pumped us up you know it'd have brought the community together. I mean that's that's really the truth, man. I never- like,
1: man, I should have asked that bitch out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean it, it 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 really it really is true, man. I mean it happens. My dad, who was not a sports fan, was a truck driver and he was on the road and he came up like a week. He came up from Florida to Michigan here in Detroit. About a week after the Wings won their, that, that cup in 97, and he was like, I couldn't believe it. He's like, son, I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny or you know, sound like the Grand Wizard of the Klan, but when he was growing up in Detroit in the 60s, there was no black people hardly into hockey. And he was like, everyone's wearing Red Wings gear. Doesn't matter what, you know. Well,
1: it's he, just he, people like winners and success. You know, it's a ba- everyone always fucking, you know, jumps on bandwagon people. And sometimes they deserve to be jumped on, but at the same time, it, it's people it's, it, I think it's a human nature thing. We like to see winning. We like success. We like to get caught up in things that, you know, I, probably why brothers were wearing Red Wings jerseys 20 years ago. You like to see your team doing good. Yeah, I mean... And think about ultimately. it at the time. The Pistons, that was Teal era, so we know how that goes. <laughs> Oof. Tigers, that's the Bobby Higginson days. Ye. Yeah. Lions, well... Wasn't that Bobby Ross? Wasn't that what this guy got to do to get fired around here? I mean, this was... That's all we had.
2: That might even have been uh, the Wayne Fons era. But yeah, speaking of droughts, around the time the Red Wings won, I mean, they had a pretty long drought going from the 50s to the 90s. How long long has it been for Cleveland? Um,
1: Let's see. 1964. It was the Browns. The, The Jim Brown Browns. Yeah, so that's what, 42 years? You know, and that's a lot. And that's any professional sports title, all right. You know, even um, listening to uh, the Drew and Mike podcast today, no affiliation, we're just fans. And they were talking about that. Uh, you know, in, in Detroit, you at least had some baseball titles. You know, in '68 and '84.
2: You know, you had a couple from the Pistons. If you really, if you really want to get desperate, you had uh in the uh, USFL. You had uh, Michigan Panthers.
1: I mean, while the, the Wings drought was 47 years, I mean, they're talking about 42 years in Cleveland with nothing. 52, dude. 52. Damn, you're right. Gotta yeah. carry the one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, don't use that Common Core way of figuring it out. It'll fuck you up every time.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, nothing from the Indians, nothing from the fucking Cavs, nothing from their no-hockey team. What, what do they have? The Barons? <laughs> I, I
2: guess. Yeah. Yeah. They can't even really claim. I mean, I'm sure that plenty of people in Cleveland claim uh, claim Ohio State and jump up and down. But I mean, that's that's not even really near Cleveland. That's uh, uh, oh shit! Wow, I just had a brain fart. Not Cleveland. What's the other major city? Cincinnati, Columbus. Columbus. Yes. Thank you. Blue Jackets.
1: Yeah. That's that's, well, that's the Ohio hockey team. Now I can understand Cincinnati. They're in the South. Technically, Uh, but how does Cleveland not have a hockey team? We're putting them in Phoenix. You're telling me Cleveland, a city where there's winter, and I guarantee you people probably play hockey, couldn't support a hockey team?
2: Yeah. Funny how that works, huh? It's on a lake. (laughs) It's on Lake Erie. It freezes over. (laughs) I'm just, (laughs) I want to, I I can't wait till they stick another one below the Mason-Dixon line. And New England still doesn't have a hockey team.
1: If Buffalo, fucking New York, has a fucking hockey team, how does Cleveland not have a hockey team? NHL got beef with Cleveland. Art Modell pissed them
2: off too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! But yeah, man. So I mean, that's that's a hey, that's a that's a good thing for Cleveland, I guess. I mean, I know that a lot of people, you know, Michigan and Ohio, you know, especially because of you're a U of M football guy, well, now if you're a Spartan, you're starting to hate Ohio State as much as, I mean, I don't know if you'll ever get to the point, we hate them as much as as Michigan fans, but if you're a state fan, you're starting to hate Ohio State just as much. We're close to it. I mean, ultimately, like, I've always looked at Cleveland and been like, oh, God, you poor bastards. Even when we go down there, like, to play a gig, or a buddy of mine had a a job where they had a corporate apartment down there, you know, in the lofts, and I mean, it was, you know, nice. But it's still in fucking Cleveland. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, but the problem is we're in Cleveland. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's a
1: badass place. Too bad it's in Cleveland. <laughs> you
2: know. So eh.
1: And hey, I had a thought today. It's be a little really unorthodox. I might be the only person uh behind a microphone talking about sports that's having this opinion. Maybe I'm not. LeBron should retire. LeBron James stock right now is at an all time high. Public opinion of LeBron, you know, is probably at its its peak as far as nationally. Even all the haters had to come around and be like, Hey man, he did what he said he was gonna do, he put the team on his back and he fucking did it. Retire, dude. Do pay, pull a paid manning. Go out, to, you know, isn't it all from the Seinfeld? George Costanza going out on a high note. Good Lord. Are you are you trying to get us in
2: trouble with, with, with people? Wow. it's but
1: For real. Unless this is the beginning of like a fucking five championship run. Dude, he's 31.
2: All right. I, he's, he, oh, look, he's, he, his career is 13. He's been playing for 13 years. But that's not 13 years after a one, two, three year college career.
1: But he's still, he's 31. Let's talk about the male human body. I mean, it's downhill from here,
2: isn't it? Shaq won some championships, and Shaq was putting a lot more weight and, and stress on but his Shaq knees and But Shaq just had to back. stand
1: there with a knee brace on half the goddamn time. <laughs> I mean, for real. He just put Shaq down low and go, don't move. <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: He's like uh, he's like Chief in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Just stay here with your arms up.
1: <laughs> like pull a Calvin Johnson or a Barry Sanders. Only the difference is you got a title. Get out of the game before you do any more goddamn damage to yourself. You know, you got three kids, three titles, billion-dollar contract with Nike. You came back to Cleveland, you know, redeemed yourself, told him you're going to put the city on the back and get him a championship, and you did. Fuck him. Dude, peace
2: out. Yeah, and if he does that, he better move fucking back to South Beach and forget <laughs> about ever going home again, seriously, because the whole city will hate his ass probably just as much. No, not the whole city, but I'd say over half the city would hate his ass probably just as much as they did after the, the decision. So
1: Hey, man, Def Leppard, it's better to burn out and fade away. All right? You want to watch? Come on, we talked about it. You don't want to be Michael Jordan. You don't want to be like, come on, man, it's getting sad. You don't, you don't want to see the, you don't want to see LeBron do that. I mean, even Kobe's last couple of years, it's like, uh, you
2: know, it's like, come on, buddy. It's like, what are you doing? I think you're the only person thinking it. I mean, may, maybe there's a couple, you know, oddball sportscasters somewhere in the in the country saying the same thing. But I mean, I know that if you're putting them up there, like in that rare air type area, you're not agreeing with a lot of guys. Like, you know, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is like, he still ain't in the top five, as far as I'm concerned. He's still got a whole lot left to prove, if you ask me. I'm like, damn, dude. Yeah, four more rings worth. <laughs> <laughs> what really fucked him was that not one, not two, not three, not f- If he had not said that shit, mm-hmm. it, people would not come down on him as hard as they have. But his dumb ass had to say that shit. It just His ego would not let him not, not act like it's his birthright, now that he's with Miami, just to walk in and just hand me the fucking championship. He forgot you got to play the fucking games. Yeah. I don't know. I think hopefully, because here's I I've never had a strong dislike for LeBron. I have a lot of friends that do. In fact, to them, he's he's their Sidney Crosby. Like they hate his ass. And I'm like, all right, whatever. But I do respect his ability. And you know, he is one of the best players since I've been sucking wind on this rock that I've ever seen. I mean, you know, the, he's he's fucking man's on You know, at one point, he was unstoppable. You know, one on one at least. But even though basketball is the team, the, the one sport to where one player can change the outcome of a game a whole lot, sometimes you need other people. And I, I personally don't think LeBron ever wants the ball at the end of the game. I think he's more than happy to pass it off and let someone else take that final shot.
1: Man, I'm looking at his, his stats here, trying to poke some holes in him and uh, trying to maybe see if he's on the decline, and not really... His, his field goal percentage is, uh, well, no, See, last year took a dip, but it went right back up this year.
2: Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. He's not, it's not, like, horrible by any means, you know, so he's, he's still going strong. Dude, 31 is not 31 of 20, 30 years ago. It's, you know, it's not, you're entering the twilight of your career and you might have one or two, you know, good years left. Especially if an athlete takes care of themselves, they can play for if they have good genes and they take care of themselves. Case in point, all you have to think of is Chris Chelios. Yeah, fuck is he played. He's like fifty-five, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was Gordy how But yeah, I mean, dude, Chris Chelios is in still in ridiculously good shape. Well, you know what, too?
1: I thought of a, a rebuttal to my own argument. Two words: Tim Duncan. Yeah.
2: Like, I heard he was still playing, it. I'm like, what? He's still playing? I thought he retired five years ago. So I, I think I think rumors of his demise are a little premature. <laughs> I mean, I get it, you know. Just the idea. Just, you know, yeah, go out on top. I mean, that would be, like, really going out on top. Let's be honest. Jerome Bettis. He didn't go out on top. Peyton Manning did not go out on top. He did not win that Super Bowl for him. Neither did Jerome Bettis win that Super Bowl for Pittsburgh. Elway, you could make a you can make a case that he went out on top. No way. Elway really? When Elway won his first
1: ring, the sun was definitely behind the horizon for him. Like, he had already been in the year like a decade plus when he won his first one, right?
2: No, I'm talking about as far as having an impact on the game that he won. Dude, his first Super Bowl ring was—he got helicoptered running for the goal line. Like you don't, you just don't see, you just don't see quarterbacks do that shit hardly anymore. Period. Let alone when they were his age and you know at at what everyone thought was the very end of his career after that game. I mean, he wanted that fucking Super Bowl badly and put his life—I mean, not his life, but his health—out there on the line more so than than just by strapping up. It's audio from the game. <laughs> I, I, it took me a second. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, helicopter. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, 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 I don't know, man. I, he, it would be interesting, and, and definitely the league would just go, oh, shit, what do we do now? Because we've, mm-hmm. we've definitely pissed off Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Like,
1: well, they got Steph Curry. They got Kevin Durant. They got Russell Westbrook. I mean, they still they got their boys.
2: Yeah, but uh, it's going to be a... I personally think if there's that much fucking just bitterness out there, I mean, if you want to go with Golden State, it's gonna it's gonna take some uh, it's gonna take some pitch and some woo from the from the NBA to smooth that over. It really is.
1: I mean, if you now if you want to go into some, I mean, get the tinfoil hat back out, deeper into some conspiracy shit, you could argue that Draymond Green didn't get suspended for that nut kick because they were like, no, we're gonna have a Steph Curry Lebron showdown. This isn't this isn't how this is going down.
2: Well, I won't, censor terrestrial radio stations, and to be honest with you, I don't give a fuck enough to give them any credit. I did hear a few people here on local sports talk radio saying that at that point. So, that actually got some traction. So, who knows, man. All I know is that if LeBron was to just pull the plug and call it quits, the NBA is, is like, the NBA is like the guy who leaves his wife for his girlfriend, and then his girlfriend dumps him, and then he goes crawling back to the wife like all in the span of like a month or two (laughs) like he didn't even have time to smooth it over with the wife and like you know it's not you know i made a mistake with her i'm sorry you know it's gonna be like no the only reason your ass is here is because she dumped you that's it you wouldn't be talking (laughs) to me otherwise so fuck you you know (laughs) that's what i'm getting at and i would i would kind of like to see the nba go through that actually that'd be that'd be interesting make for good off-season drama as far as uh, that league goes,
1: that would definitely be a move from out
2: of nowhere, big time.
1: I'm bummed out they didn't finish Golden State. It's like, oh you went all the way, you pulled out your dick and then put it back in your pants. <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna get some. Oh, I'm gonna get some. Oh, I'm going home.
2: <laughs> oh man, I just I'm wondering if the story behind the story is gonna come out here. Maybe, maybe this summer. Maybe like couple seasons down the road about how those guys just assumed they had it wrapped up and were not being as, as serious about it as they should have been because you hear about that quite a lot i those mean motherfuckers
1: it, dropped three in a row
2: yeah i mean it's it's like when when the when the yankees did it in 04 it was like you know there was rumblings that they just were like come on they're not gonna okay they beat us one game they're not gonna beat us four in a row okay they beat us two games they're not gonna Shit, they beat us three games. We got this down to a one-game series. Oh, shit. You know, it was just like overconfidence. So I'm just i wondering about the story behind the story. I think that could be interesting. But who knows? We might never know. It's not like it's the Lakers' locker room where everything gets periscoped and then posted. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right?
1: (laughs) Over odds on Nick Young is a Laker next season?
2: (laughs) I, I don't even know where to start with that, man. Well, I can't remember what happened. I think we just ended up having to take a week off for whatever reason. We didn't, that story had already like worked its way through the news cycle by the time we come back. But I was just like, oh, that poor bastard. He's so, so dumb. So dumb. Part of that generation that thinks everything has to be on fucking line and has to be on social media. I was, I was hacked. Okay, you were hacked, okay, no, you weren't motherfucker. No one hacked your shit and put that up. Let's be honest here,
1: but the other part of that too is is you know on the other in the on the other dude in the situation is it kind of holds true that if you if you don't want something out there, you really don't tell anybody no, yeah, no. you know it's a subconscious thing, you know you could have could argue he subconsciously wanted to get it out there, but man, if you want to keep shit a secret for real, you never tell anybody ever. well,
2: I mean honestly. far as i'm concerned whatever miss azalea is so fucking overrated it's like "Eh." bitch looks weird she looks like one of the fucking wayans brothers from white girls like everyone's like she's hot i'm like that bitch looks weird she's a super pale like mostly flat-chested white chick with a fat ass if if that's what you want come to detroit we got plenty of those
1: basically confuses my dick and it's like, I don't know. how do we feel? Like, this? I don't know. <laughs> we have to confer. Like, do we like this? I'm not sure. Well, the fact that we're saying this is not—it's not, not sure—is a good sign, right? Right. All right, Dick.
2: Decision made. Well, uh, hey, whatever. My dick is not confused. That's a pass all day. I mean, not like—not like I'm some prize, but it's like, mm, no, I'm good. Yeah, but apparently she likes black guys. So. Well, I mean, I don't have to worry about it anyway. So, yeah, I'm—I'm I'm a fat, short man of Irish descent. I don't have to worry about that shit. You're built like a potato. Yes, yes. <laughs> I am very I am very far away from, from tall, athletic, and black.
1: Jim uh, McMahon wants marijuana off the brand, banned substances list in the NFL. I think you know,
2: why, why shouldn't it be, though?
1: I think we talked about this on the Weedsman Podcast, available Tuesdays and Fridays at iTunes and ChristopherMedia.net.
2: What's, what's going to happen eventually is the more states that either decriminalize it or legalize it flat out, it's going to be harder and harder for the NFL to, or any league to justify keeping it on the banned substance list. Oh, just click on that link. It's got Jim McMahon smoking a bowl. Dude, <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that was a common sight in 85, <laughs> <laughs> let alone now. It was <laughs> bald head,
1: and he's got sunglasses on and like a sheriff's jacket.
2: Oh, that reminds me. Someone just posted this meme that's somewhat relevant. What's the difference between uh, Back to the Future and a Bears fan? Marty McFly stopped going back to 1985 eventually. I
1: knew 1985 was in the punchline. I was just going <laughs> to ferret it
2: out. <laughs> I was like, damn, all right. I mean, it's cheesy, but it's like, eh. If you know any Chicago Bears fans, it's kind of apt.
1: Yeah, they lean, that, uh, they lean on that 85 a lot. Yeah, they're the Uncle
2: Rico of... Uh... <laughs> <Back in> 85? <laughs> of NFL fans. I could have tossed that football over the mountains. But, yeah, dude... It's first of all, if I'm an owner and I have any say in, do I want my players out of clubs drinking? Which is the most destructive thing you can do to your body. Like that's that's legal. Uh, I mean, chronic alcoholics die before chronic heroin addicts unless heroin addicts overdose. What's that fucking tell you? Do, and on top of that, nothing good happens in a nightclub at two thirty in the morning. Fuck no. So do I really want my players, basically people I've invested millions and millions in in clubs? Getting into fights, maybe getting in a car accidents, maybe shooting themselves, whatever the fuck, getting shot, shooting other people. Or would I rather have them sitting at home smoking a bowl playing Madden? Well, it's somewhat f- football related. I'd rather you play Madden. Especially if you can download the real fucking playbook like you can these days. <laughs> learn the playbook through Madden. I don't give a shit. Just
1: learn it. You know what doesn't happen when you're passed down on the couch or smoking weed? Getting arrested. Yeah. Slapping somebody. Yeah, I, like <laughs> stabbing somebody, asking them to hold the knife. You know,
2: none of that happens. You know, I've I've had a few conversations with uh, some people, and we live in a medical marijuana state. Hell yeah, might actually might actually be time for me to to make a call to a doctor. Hell yeah, a lot better for you than drinking. A lot less trouble you get into. A You're lot not more good- sandwiches <laughs> eating. <laughs> You're definitely not ripping and running the streets like a jackass. Three o'clock in the morning, tearing it up, doing 150 down 95 or 95. 75 you know drunk off your ass or if you're high off your ass you're definitely not doing that no, the so- difference
1: between drunk ideas and high ideas is drunk ideas there's always somebody going this is a bad idea and it goes down anyways and it's an awful idea the the high ideas lose momentum yeah we're gonna do this and then someone sees a bright light or cartoons come on tv and that's it it dies
2: the end no more bad idea well as bill hicks said people say that marijuana robs your ambition that you can't do high what you can do sober wrong I can do everything I can do high that I can do sober. I just don't want to. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just not bothered with it.
1: Although, I did have this thought when you were talking about uh, you know NFL players getting high and uh, not fucking uh, up their shit. Uh, Charles Rogers. I remember, uh, remember him passing out in the drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> Man I fell asleep in the drive-through.
2: Well, okay, hold on. Not only no that
1: it wasn't the drive-through. Wasn't it? He like he just he no. Didn't he fall asleep at a light? He did something where he was so high he fell asleep while his car while he was driving. Like, you sure it
2: wasn't a drive-through? I thought it was because then I thought that uh, Kitna dressed up as the Lions coach. That went naked through the drive-through. Like, so it was like there was there was a running joke here in Detroit about what the fuck is it with the Lions organizations and drive-throughs? It's just you better go into White Castle if you're in want late get the late-night munchies and just walk in. It's better for you. Drive-throughs are bad ideas if you're in the, the Lions organization.
1: By the way, I, I googled Charles Rogers falls asleep, and I it, the first thing that comes up is the story about it. let's See, it's a deadspin. Former Detroit MSU receiver Charles Rogers was arrested. Again, this time for falling asleep in a Mexican restaurant at 315 PM on a Tuesday
2: (laughs) 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 on a fucking Tuesday, dude. In the middle afternoon. (laughs) Dude, what the fuck? What (laughs) wait, okay, hold on. What the fuck kind of weed is he smoking? I want to get some of that shit, man. I couldn't wake him
1: the workers at the restaurant couldn't wake him up. They thought he had a heart attack.
2: Oh, oh God! Damn, dude, he wasn't even snoring. He's yeah, just, yeah, like, he's just assed hey, out. Hey, man, is this dude dead? <laughs> oh, here
1: we go. Here we go. Uh, from mlive.com. This is from 2009. That last one was 2010. He was found non-responsive behind the wheel of his Mercedes at 2 p.m.
2: Are we sure he's not a narcoleptic We just don't know it Maybe a narcoleptic coupled with like a This is all speculation by the way Maybe a narcoleptic coupled with a uh, I don't know prescription pill habit (laughs) So when he goes out He really goes out Because these are not times you expect people just to be fucking passing out. Just ass out behind the car at a table, eating a meal. I want more fucking details. Just so he
1: passed out in his car at 2 p.m. at 8 Mile Meadowbrook. Like, I heard, I, I, I don't forget, I forget, was it was it at a light? Like I said, we heard it was a taco, but god damn it, twice. Just assed out while the car's running. And then just, these tacos are so good, I'm going to catch a nap.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to meet the, the restaurant that has tacos so good that I'm like, oh, man, after that, I got I to gotta take a nap right here. Like, I'm not even going <laughs> to go to my car and kick the seat back or nothing. I'm just going to go right here, face down, into my Pintos and bean, you know, or Pintos and cheese, so.
1: <laughs> well, I guess, like I said, I guess he is the cautionary tale. But too, oh, Ricky Williams, he quit football to go smoke pot.
2: Now, dude, uh, after, yeah, after watching that documentary about him, He's, he just... Homeboy has some serious mental issues. You think he crumbled under the pressure? I mean, I think he was diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder and being bipolar. I mean, he he had some serious underlying mental issues before he... If he'd have never picked up weed. I mean, plus there was like some sort of weird maybe he was maybe he wasn't like molested by his dad type thing that he just completely refuses to deal with and that's like he just avoids everything so the minute something gets to the point where it's hard for him to deal with he just just pushes it out of his way and starts avoiding it and that's relationships anything so i think the nfl was kind of that it was just easy to latch on to as well why would someone give up millions and fame and celebrity Oh, because he wants to fucking smoke weed.
1: He likes weed. It's sexier than um, mental illness. Yeah, yeah. Because if you say the word mental illness too close to the word NFL, you know they don't, they don't want you looking under that car cover. Hey, yeah, you start just don't you start, concern
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> you start drawing conclusions, you know, in, in between one and the other, yeah. But um, no, I definitely think he, that was his case. But I mean, hey, it made for good it made for good story. I mean, you had Skip Bayless going hard on him. You had uh, Jim Rome. I mean, I remember it was just, I mean, one after the other, all these fucking sports talking heads just ripping them apart for it. And I'm like, even then, I'm like, there's got to be something more to it than this, man. I mean, yeah, the dude just, he wants to smoke weed, but he's not a dumb guy. If you've ever, you know, watched any in-depth interviews with him or the documentary about him, he's not stupid.
1: No, I if just I, saw something it, with him last season where he's fucking very articulate man.
2: Yeah, you know, well read. And so, you know, he understands that it was going to be in his system, so he had to have done it because he just didn't care. Or it was a passive aggressive way of, instead of going through the whole, I quit again because I can't deal with it, this is my reason, so now I'm being suspended, so now I'm my, you know, it, the decision's out of my hands it's mm-hmm. kind of like when you treat your girlfriend like shit so she breaks up with you because you're too much of a pussy to fucking break up with her yourself <laughs> yeah kind of and that's what i'm thinking and when and, and who makes those mistakes usually young guys young people and what was he in his 20s when all this shit was going on for sure
1: probably none of the one of those guys that got too much money too young too quickly i mean that's usually just in any industry a recipe for fucking disaster yeah you'd have given me six figures from like um 21 to about 27 i'd be fucking dead too so i have these people only past 27 <laughs>
2: yeah but
1: eh. and then you got the modern day cautionary tale with your boy johnny football hey did you see that article the other day he's ready for football oh <laughs> it's like yeah, oh is he no, nobody cares like, in, in he's focusing on
2: football that's what he's saying well nfl europe folded so i don't know where the fuck he thinks he's going in between arraignments he's focusing on football Oh, no, wait a minute. He, arena football still a thing. He can go play arena football. There you go. Yeah. So, Him and Uncle Rico. At 50-yard fight. There you go. 50-yard war, whatever they called it.
1: Him and Ryan Leaf can start their own league. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and what?
1: Uh, uh, Jamarcus, what was his... R- Cousins or Russell? The dude from Oakland who just
2: flamed out. Oh, oh Russell. Yeah. Yeah. He like, immediately... Dude, he packed on the pounds. Homeboy got his contract and went to fucking sizzler. <laughs> I mean, that's what the fuck happened. I mean, there. every
1: night at Golden Corral. <laughs> like
2: he went. He went to. He went. To, <laughs> yeah, he went to Olive Garden. Took that fucking endless breadsticks shit. Way every lunch. Seriously. Fucking every day. Yeah, I mean that was just. Now when that happens, like, and as a fat guy myself, I guess I have the right to say it. Because I am one, I don't know. I I don't know how that works in the social justice warrior world. But like when I see athletes go down like due to shit like that, I'm like, okay, that is you just not giving a fuck. Come on now, dude.
1: Yeah, how are you not paying some fucking crazy white guy to come yell at you every day starting at 5 a.m.? This is how I live in this. This is how I make the money. You know, gotta keep it tip top.
2: And to give it an example of an example of you can if you as long as you work out. You can pretty much do what you want to give an example of that. I know this is a sports podcast, but I'm sure there's a few people listening who have actually seen Zach Wild from when he started with Ozzy Osbourne as a skinny blonde kid to a big fucking Viking-looking motherfucker that he is that now, and the reason he got that way is because he drank beer all day, every day, but he also worked out all day, every day. He was literally, instead of just sitting around drinking becoming a fat slob, he drank beer, played guitar, and worked out. So the proof is in the pudding. If he, did, if these guys put in hard workouts, they could eat. Fucking look at what linemen eat to get up for the season. I mean, do you remember the, that one hard knocks where the guy was like, he eats 10,000 calories a day? Oh, man. And he wasn't gaining weight. Like, he wasn't gaining fat. He was just g- gaining muscle, and he was just go 10,000 calories a day plus his workout. And he went to training camp. And he actually lost weight in training camp because he cut how many calories he ate. But he was just gaining muscle in the off-season. Big old six foot four monster. I can't remember his name, but, dude, I remember him mixing. Like, he had a bowl of chicken wings. It had, like, 40 chicken wings in it. And he's mixing the hot, like, the Frank's Red Hot in there. And he just sits down with a bowl of 40 chicken wings and starts going to town. I'm like, holy shit. That's what that's, to me, like, that is like, okay, you guys just don't care. You don't care enough to put in the work. That's all there is to it. You want to sit around and eat.
1: Well, dude, you can't be all big and buff and then not do anything because that muscle turns to fat real quick yes it does you go from being cut to being fat what three months four you know so it's all it all take six months
2: yeah I, i've had some buddies that played uh played pretty high level high school and low level college sports they live the stereotypical jock which you would think the stereotypical jock life is you know partying drinking eating pizza basically you know living like there's no tomorrow and as long as they were still playing sports and working out, they were fine. The minute they stopped playing sports, they either graduated or they, they just got hurt and they couldn't play anymore. They started living a normal lifestyle, not even just a passive you know, lifestyle, just a normal one. But they kept partying and eating and, and doing shit like they were doing, and it just, wham, right on top. So it happens, man. It happens. All right. You're all going to get old and fat and die. Good spot to end the show. <laughs> Is this news to anybody? If it is, I'm sorry. If it is, you're five and you shouldn't be listening to this podcast anyways. Alright, so we're gonna sign off on this one?
0: Yeah,
1: thanks everybody for listening. At Sporgy Podcast on Twitter, at Sporgy underscore podcast on Instagram. We made it longer than the first time. Alright. <laughs> I guess we're no longer considered obscene. Uh, we're on Facebook. Thanks for all the love. Thanks everybody who's downloaded and uh We're going to do it next week,
0: three in a row. We're going to get these going every week. Thanks for listening. (laughs) We'll see you next week. All right. Later, guys.